Places. Everyone. We're now broadcasting. Roll the tape in. Three. Two. A new audio drama. Appaloosa Radio. Is where stories come alive. Real audio drama. The Lies of a Salesman by Marcus Place A 191 second story On Appaloosa Radio I am a salesman. I have spent nearly half a century selling products to customers, mostly in the tech world. And, yes, I have always made a very nice income doing it. For five years, I represented a computer hardware company selling large systems to banks and financial corporations. During my second year there, I received an urgent phone call from our national sales manager requiring me to drop everything and fly back immediately to the company's headquarters. There we met secretly with the company's CEO, whom I'll call Steve. Steve told us that our principal competitor had just introduced a new type of system that had many desirable features that our current ones did not. He showed us a fancy brochure describing what he called the new QAura advanced system which not only had all the features of our competitor's product, but also had several others. He called it a new era in computing. He ordered us to start selling this new system to our existing customers, promising them special financing and discounts. However, here's the catch. The new QAura advanced system did not in fact exist. It was what we now call vaporware. We had been caught flat-footed by our principal competitors, and we had no existing products with which to respond. The situation, Steve told us, was critical. We had to convert our existing customers to the new, hypothetical, system or risk losing them forever. Steve also provided reams of false data showing how much better our new system was when contrasted with our competitors. So, I sold my current customers a computer system that did not exist, while making promises that I knew were false. Fortunately, our engineering team was able to reverse engineer our competitor's product and to create one with the same functionality and some additional, very nice, bells and whistles. I am pleased to say that about four months later, I was able to actually deliver a QAura advanced system to one of my most important customers and it proved to be a pretty good system. Still, it was all a lie. A complete falsehood. Nonetheless, I still assert that had Steve not done what he did, then the whole company would have gone under. The lie saved us. I contrast the actions of Steve with those of Boyd under whom I had worked earlier. Boyd ran a computer services company providing essential data services to banks and fiscal institutions. During one cycle, Boyd's company made a serious mistake and incorrect data were provided to the wrong customers. Not a pretty situation. Now Boyd was an upright guy who believed in being totally honest with his customers. He could have blamed the errors on a subcontractor who had had a very small part in the process. But, no. He accepted full responsibility and called each of our customers personally to offer his apologies. However, his actions did not restore customer confidence. It had, unfortunately, the opposite effect. I now believe the bank presidents that he personally called had, in fact, lost faith in him. I believe that each of them would have approached the matter differently, probably, casting the blame instead, on the innocent subcontractor and then publicly and unceremoniously firing them. The level of honesty that Boyd showed was not deemed appropriate business behavior. In less than a year, Boyd was forced to sell his company at a much reduced value. 
I share these two stories to defend the use of lying in business transactions. I do not encourage lying all the time to everyone. On the contrary, I argue the best use of lying is within a context of previous trust where truth is the general norm. Then, intermixed with truth, a well-crafted lie is more believable. And, it could well save the entire operation. <laughs>